Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. If you're new, what's up? This is Initiation. Welcome <laughs> to the family. Welcome to the Almost 30 community. We are community-based podcasts. We did communities before anyone else did communities and monetized them. We were all about bringing you helpful information and resources, all the things we wish we would have known in our transition from our 20s to our 30s. And we did it as best friends and business partners with a deep love for the people that we work with and serve. Yes. And early on in the life of Almost 30, so much of our content revolved around health and wellness. Though we've kind of branched out and kind of gone in different directions, whether it's spirituality or relationship self-development, it's important that we come back to that pillar of what we do because it does affect everything else. And this conversation with Jessie, the glucose goddess, we've had her on before, which went viral. We're so glad to have her back to talk about her glucose goddess method has honestly changed the game for you and I, but also for thousands of people in really easy, simple, like ways that you can do today. And it's been blowing my mind. Each time I talk to her, I'm like, another hack? <laughs> The hacks are so simple and so simple. Highly recommend if you have not already listened to the first episode we did with Jesse. You can search Glucose Goddess Almost 30 and find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Super informative, and it'll be really helpful for you in understanding the importance of glucose and why we want to have stable, regulated blood glucose levels and the benefits of it, and sort of the foundation for the conversation that we will have today. Today's going to go much more into the specifics of how you can leverage the glucose goddess hacks and practices in your life in a really easy way. So you can listen to both separately, but I think it's really powerful to listen to the first one to really understand some of the science. Yes. So today we're walking through her glucose goddess method, which is basically a four-week method that will for sure change the way you feel and hopefully change the way that you approach eating and lifestyle. We also talk about grounding and glucose. There's a lot of studies that she brought up around different aspects or practices in wellness that Krista and I both love, but didn't realize that they affect your glucose. So grounding is one of them. Getting sunlight into your eyes first thing in the morning is also another one of those. Exercising, the effect of like kind of intense exercise a couple times a week and how that can actually be beneficial, especially for preventing cancer or those with cancer. We talked about the exercise after a meal, especially, and just some calf raises can do a lot of good. So it's really, really fascinating. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I've added vinegar to my diet since having her on the show. Organic Olivia is a friend. She has a really good product, Gluco Bitters, which is bitters and apple cider vinegar together in this product. And it's really, really helped my energy mm -hmm. be super stable. And it's also helped my digestion, my skin. So it's all super easy. And these are ancient practices too. So adding vinegar to your diet is 
an ancient practice. Grounding is an ancient practice. Walking after meals is an ancient practice. So it's really bringing up these things that we've been doing over time, but maybe we sort of lost sight of and then incorporating it again into our day to day. Truly. So the new book is The Glucose Goddess Method. It is out now. You can follow Jessie on Instagram at Glucose Goddess. Her hacks are on there every single day, and it's really valuable to see the kind of diagram she has of different options. You know, you might have a rice cake, but then you can have a rice cake with peanut butter, and you can have a totally different glucose spike or non-spike. So check that out. And if you are new to Almost 30, you want to explore our world, you can go to almost30.com. We have our membership, which is just an incredible place for you to be in community, to learn and grow, to have fun, and to really feel that accountability on your path. We also have programs like the Life Edit, Krista's signature program, and my signature program, The Sacredness of Being Single. So you can learn more about those at almost30.com. Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast on TikTok. You can find reels and clips from the show. And then we have a clips channel, Morning Microdose, which is our baby podcast that has some of the best from Almost 30 in short form. And we love you guys. We're so grateful to have you here. It means so much that you're a part of our community and we're excited to dig into this one. So let's get into it. Let's do it. We're so glad to have you back in person. (laughs) Sisters. The glucose revolution is happening here now. I'm so happy to be back. So happy. Now that we've gotten all the shit talking out of the way before we recorded. (laughs) All the truth telling. No comment. No comment. I'm so grateful to have you. You know, the book you have coming out this week is a book that we've been talking about behind the scenes. And even in our last conversation, we sort of prefaced what it was going to be about and why. And you wrote a book really recently. Like you've been kind of working hard. So I'd love to know why another book this fast. Yeah. So the first one came out just a year ago, and it was, you know, all the science about blood sugar, why you should care, the hacks, what to do about it, stories, and it had my story in it. It was like almost like the Bible of glucose, right? And after that first book, I started getting these weird DMs. People were DMing me and being like, hey, Jesse, could you like move in with me and help me actually do the hacks? And I didn't get that just once. Like, I got that, like, dozens of times. I was like, oh, okay, so people understood the science. They were like, fuck, I'm having glucose spikes. I need to fix it. But they wanted a bit more of a a step-by-step guide to know how to start, when to start, you know? And so this second book, The Glucose Goddess Method, is the answer to that question. And so it's basically me moving in with you for four weeks and telling you to just, like, Okay, lean back, relax, follow my need. I'm going to guide you through this process of changing your life and applying the hacks and incorporating them into your life one week at a time. Because really, the hardest thing about all this is just actually doing it. And so I want to make sure that I'm serving every single type of need so that people actually get it done. So I'm so excited. And it's so gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. It's so much. I love the The cover is amazing. It's so you. It just feels so good. It feels really good. Why four weeks? Is it like a particular kind of weaning on or weaning off? Or how do you set it it up? It felt right. So the four weeks felt right. So essentially the way it works is that week one, we look at breakfast. So week one, we change our breakfast from whatever you're having before to a savory breakfast, which keeps your glucose level steady all day. And I have a bunch of recipes in the book to actually help you do it. And so then for the whole four weeks, you continue with the savory breakfast. So it's building. It's building. Yeah. Week two, vinegar. 
-hmm. And again, people are like, okay, vinegar is good for my glucose, but like, I don't really want to just drink some vinegar and water. That's so boring. So I have like a million ways of doing it that can turn into your own little ritual. Like you get to test things and just have a little moment for yourself. Week three veggie starters, which you have once a day before lunch or before dinner. And week four movement. And so by the end of those four weeks, it's as if you took the on-ramp, you know, on the freeway to like the rest of your life. Now you're set. Now you have these habits in place that you're never going to really get rid of because you feel so much better so quickly. You're like, okay, this is my life. 100%. So I just wanted to help people get from like that zero to that one state. That's really important to me, actually helping people do it. Because we've all heard like, Oh, eat better, exercise more. That's so vague and unhelpful. I'm here to solve the motivation issue. I'm here to actually help people do it because that's the hardest part. And to actually feel what it feels like to begin that change. Because I think that's what people miss because they don't commit long enough to feel the change. So once you feel the change, it's kind of like they perk up. Absolutely. (laughs) And I can tell you after those four weeks... So because I'm a scientist, I I wanted to get more data on all this. All the hacks in the glucose goddess method are all backed by amazing scientific studies, but I wanted to get my own data. So I recruited in October 2,700 people that went through the method when it was just still a PDF, you know, and the photos were like really like gross photos. It was not even the final photos. It was really like super raw. But I had all these people go through and I was following them day by day and they were experiencing this whole thing together. And by the end of the four weeks, 99% of people told me they were going to continue the hacks in their lives, which for me, that meant so much. It's so cool because that's just so many lives actually changed. Mm. And it feels really good. That's amazing. What I love about it, and I already do a lot of the hacks. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I'm a good student, is that it's not really changing my diet it's like adding adding or moving things around or like adding vinegar to my diet has been so simple Mm -hmm. having veggies first is so simple and I think that's the most important piece of it it's like these are actually very simple things that feel very natural walking after you eat is very natural like it's really been intuitive for me so I'd like to start with week one of breakfast what are some of the things that people can look for or how they can support a breakfast that feels really good for them? And why is breakfast so important, especially from a glucose level perspective? So your breakfast kind of dictates the rest of your day. So if at breakfast you have a big glucose spike because you're eating basically just sugars and starches, maybe like cereal, maybe oats with honey, maybe bread and jam, maybe orange juice, muesli, granola, that's a big glucose spike. And your body, when you've just woken up and it's the morning, your body's very empty and very sensitive. And the information comes through really quickly. Glucose comes through really quickly. So a lot of glucose at breakfast leads to the biggest spike of the day usually. And then once you started the spike, you're on the goddamn roller coaster and you can't really get off until the next morning. It's hard. And so with the week one of savory breakfast, you just step off that roller coaster forever. And we have amazing ideas of just protein-rich breakfasts that are tasty, easy to make, easy to eat, take five minutes. I wanted the, um, all the recipes in the book to also be very, very, very simple. So they're all six ingredients or less, which is amazing. Five minutes to make. And there's also the little images of the ingredients as cutouts. So you can just open a page and you're like, oh, I have all those things. Uh-huh. I just wanted to make everything as simple as possible. Yeah. So anyway, so with this new breakfast, what happens is your body actually can make energy much more efficiently. Because I remember and last time we talked about this, like sugar at breakfast gives us pleasure makes us feel like 
But that's not energy. That's just dopamine in the brain. On the inside, when you have a big spike at breakfast, it actually hurts your mitochondria's ability to make energy. Mm. So it's really important to get that right. It's kind of like a cornerstone of your life. And after just two or three days, you feel so much better that it just becomes your new life. And you don't really want to go back to the other yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. What would an, an example of like a savory breakfast be? like? Mm, my favorite ones? Two egg omelets with feta and tomatoes. A little chickpea stew, halloumi with spinach. I have this one recipe that I love, which is called ice cream for breakfast. And so it's Greek yogurt, some berries, some nut butter, all whipped together. You can make it the night before. It's like this nice little cold thing in the morning. Now, another one I love. I call it the avocado accident. It was one day I had all this stuff in my fridge and I just wanted to make a breakfast. I think I had like hummus, tuna, avocado, some seeds and some salt. I was like, okay, I'm just going to make a thing. And it became this accident on my plate <laughs> of the hummus, the avocado and the tuna and the seeds, olive oil and salt. And it was so good. Oh, it sounds so good. So it was the accident. So lots of things like that, that you can just whip up, not much cooking required. And that will all make you feel really nice and happy. And those have a good balance of the protein, fat and fiber. Mm. Is it more important that we're getting those three things or that we're reducing the sugar? Like what's the relationship between those when you're thinking about breakfast? That is such a good question. So it's more important to have protein than to reduce sugar. So for example, if in the past you used to have like oats and honey, it would be more important to like add two eggs to that upfront rather than just like reducing the amount of honey in your oats. Smart. The protein is really key. That's going to keep you like steady eagle energy all day. That's really important. And even within the method, like even if people are having a hard time getting rid of their sweet breakfast foods, you can still have those, but during the day, like after lunch or after dinner as dessert, right? So it's super permissive. Nothing is off limit. It's more like just readjusting things slightly, adding stuff. And a lot of people end up eating more than usual and feeling so much better. Mm. And a lot of people actually even lose fat, even if they don't even intend to, right? It's not a diet. It's really about your health, but that's a common consequence. So then... Week two, yes, we keep the savory breakfast. Yes, then we move on to adding vinegar. Yes, and I know some people are like, "Ew, yeah, vinegar. ew." So how are I we going to incorporate it? But also, why is it so important, important for your glucose? So the science shows us that vinegar contains this wonderful molecule called acetic acid, and acetic acid is pretty dope and does two things in our body. One, when we have a tablespoon of vinegar before a meal. The acetic acid in the vinegar slows down how quickly starches turn to glucose in our stomach. And second, acetic acid goes to your muscles and goes like, hey, muscles, please soak up more glucose as it arrives into your bloodstream. So those two things are very powerful in reducing the spike of a meal. So the hack that was in the first book is one tablespoon of vinegar before a meal. You can just dilute it in some water, for example. Mm -hmm. During the method, there's like 30 different ways of having this. Right from like these beautiful mocktails, like the mojito slushy, the cinnamon tea, a lot of dressings that you can actually use nice. on your food instead of drinking the vinegar. And it's really, really fun and beautiful. And of course, there's the glucose goddess classic, which is just a tablespoon of vinegar in water. And the photo is so gorgeous. I'm wearing this like Gucci suit that says GG on it. <laughs> so it's like GG Obsessed. green. And the Gucci. That's so much fun. <laughs> 
I love that we talked about one interview you were on. You're like, yeah, I was really sick. I was in a Balenciaga sweatshirt. I was chilling. I'm like, dude, the important shit. Making science sexy. That's yes, what we're here bitch. for. For the apple cider vinegar, just quickly on yeah. that. Is it true that if you have it after your meal, it will actually hinder things because it will slow your digestion? I've heard that. No, okay. no, no. It's fine. Even if you have it afterwards, it's also okay. It's just okay. more effective up front. But you can also have it during or after a meal. And on week two, the idea is to have this vinegar drink before the meal of your day that's the highest in glucose. To like okay. use the power of the vinegar as effectively as possible. So for example, you know, if you want to have a cake in the afternoon, have the vinegar before. Or if you're having like a pasta dinner, have the vinegar before that. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, if you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. <laughs> Shervin has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, uh, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, so let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh. Therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better. 
made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. And another thing I want to mention is like in the method, apart from the hacks, you do whatever the heck you want. You eat and drink whatever you usually do. It's not about cutting anything out. It's about placing these sort of like gentle giants into your day and noticing how amazingly mm -hmm. your feeling of your body changes and you don't even want to eat that sugary thing anymore. So it's really healing from the inside out, not trying to apply willpower to things. Right. Is there a suggestion or science behind how much time between breakfast and the next meal or should we wait to have breakfast or should breakfast be the first thing you do when you get up i don't really know that's a good question instead of like the timing of breakfast what's more important is how you break the fast right, right? so it's less important if you have it at 7 a.m or 11 a.m it's more important to think about what's actually in the food i'll look into this a bit more for you if you want but from what i've seen It doesn't matter yeah. that much. Yeah, But especially. that makes sense. The breaking the fast yes. and how you do it. Yeah. Because the longer you so wait, the more yeah. empty your stomach is and the more sensitive you're going to be. Sure. So if you fast, you know, I don't know, 12, 16 hours, and then the first thing in your mouth is like a cereal bar or a fruit juice or a fruit smoothie, that's going to be a massive spike waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. So I think just listen to your body mm -hmm. and see. Andrew Huberman yeah. says that you should definitely wait 60 minutes after you wake before mm. you eat. How come? I'm not exactly sure, so I just know the information, but it's waiting 60 <laughs> minutes after you wake up before you eat, and there's something about, I think there's something beyond that, but I just remember that pace. I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure to wait. Cool. Another, I could see that because your body's still- Waking up? Yeah, acclimating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I've learned from him and that now we know has an impact on glucose is getting sunlight in your eyes in the morning. Yeah. So just light. Very interesting. I've been doing that. I love it. It's really huge. helps me go to sleep better at night. Has there been studies around that and glucose? Yes. What has that said? So when you do that in the morning, it sets your circadian rhythm better. And so it sets your hormones up better. And it has also a beneficial impact on your body's ability to regulate glucose throughout the day and throughout the night. So it's very cool. Wow. And all this stuff, it's just like, we know this. Yeah. Like we humans are meant to see the light of day. Like it, it makes sense. All these things. Mm -hmm. Even like all the hacks that I talk about, for many of them, you find that these have been done for centuries. Especially in Eastern cultures, the vinegar yeah. use and veggies savory. first veggies around the first. Mediterranean, all over the place, you know, walking after eating. There's a big Indian custom around that. I mean, it all makes sense. And now it's about, okay, we know why they work. We can visualize their impact on the body. Mm -hmm. So let's bring them back into our lives in a way that feels good so that we get back to that nice state. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, the sunlight in the eyes, can you just explain that a little bit more about what exactly that is and what the benefits are just for anyone that might not know the information around that? Yeah, of course. If you get 
light in your eyes in the morning. I think it's within 60 minutes after waking up. And even if there's no like actual sun shining, it doesn't matter. Even if it's cloudy and you live in like London or something, mm -hmm. just getting like the light of the day into your eyes helps tell your body, hey, this is the morning. And as a result, 12 hours later, your body will then start producing melatonin. Melatonin is the hormone that you need in order to feel sleepy and sleep well. Right. Which is why if you ever travel to another time zone, one of the best hacks to sort of get onto that time zone is to get that morning light. But now we know it matters even if you're not traveling, even if you're at home. Mm -hmm. It just really helps you have that cycle, wake up, be productive, have a nice day, and then the night come not feel in, like you have insomnia or aren't able to fall asleep. Right. Because many of us, we just wake up, we're indoors, we stay indoors. With our phones. Yeah, or the, the phones. Yeah, the, the light. light above us. Mm -hmm. That is for most people... Which is interesting to think about, you know, that that would be the first input yes. for people of their mm -hmm. circadian rhythm is a blue light and it's a blue light to put them to bed. But Seneca, one of the stoic principles is to watch the sunrise and watch the sunset. Oh, I love that. As like a beautiful mm -hmm. bookend to the day. But many of us can't see the sunrise or the sunset. Many of us don't have outdoor space. And so what I do, for example, when I'm in Paris is I just get up and I put my coat on and I go into the street And I just find yeah. a spot on the street that has some light. And I just literally stand there looking at the sky for like five, ten minutes. And they're like, who's that model doing that photo I know. shoot down I'm like, there? Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. a photo shoot. Yeah. You're like, there's nothing on under this. <laughs> <laughs> But it's tough because my first inclination is like, I want to get my phone and like, you know, be on my phone while I'm on the street. And I have to be like, no, Jesse, just be in the light. Yes. Bask in the light. Yes. Like a plant. Totally. What a moment that is. It's just for yourself to have and wonder also just to look at the sky Absolutely. to remember that we're on a planet we're humans mm. on a planet and this is like such a wild thing can i tell you something crazy about that huh. so i saw this video that said this is how you see the solar system so the way that we imagine the solar system is like the sun is in the middle not moving and the planets are rotating right around it but actually what's going on is that the sun itself is moving across space really, really, really fast. And so the sun is like this, and all the planets are moving around it as the sun is feeding through space. Like the sun is not static through space. Really? It's going. Yeah. Whoa. So we're not it's static moving. in no. space. Whoa. No. I know we're, we're like also rotating. spinning too. We're spinning and It's then like we're also yeah. orbiting. Yeah. And, and then also we're the also... universe is expanding. Yes. This is like this crazy thing. Wow. Yeah. Dude. I know. <laughs> not even real. <laughs> <laughs> it's flat we're chilling <laughs> before we move on past vinegar i wanted to ask about because i know a lot of people are like having their beverages so mm -hmm. the coffees the different lattes or the matchas mm -hmm. and the different oat milks and the nut milks and the whatever the dairy so just as a little kind of aside how can we optimize those beverages the coffee morning yes yeah So listen, the most important thing is to try to avoid putting any sugar, honey, maple syrup, agave in your morning drink. If you need to sweeten, use something like stevia, okay? That's not going to create that big spike. So that's step one. And it might take a while to get to that point where you can go from like real sugar to stevia, but it's a really important step. Number two, when it comes to milks, to figure out if that milk is going to have an impact on your glucose, you need to think about where does the milk come from, okay? So... Let's say oat milk. So oats are actually a grain, right? And grains are full of starch. And starch turns to glucose when we digest it. And so oat milk is essentially 
starch juice. Same thing for rice milk. Rice is a grain, starch glucose. Rice milk is starch juice. And so when you look at the spike that oat milk or rice milk create, the spike is really freaking big. On the other hand, if you look at nuts milks, nuts don't contain that much starch. Nuts are like protein, fat, and fiber mostly. So their milks lead to a much smaller glucose response, if any. So if you're going plant-based, it's always going to be better to choose a nut milk, macadamia nut milk, pistachio milk, almond milk, hazelnut milk, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. versus a rice or an oat. Got it. And then dairy, if you go the dairy route, a full-fat milk is actually going to be better too because of the fat content, which is protective. In week one of the method, when I lay the groundwork for breakfast, I explain that you can still have your coffee, your tea, whatever you want. Just if you're an oat milk person, I explain a few little things you can do to try to, you know, avoid it, change it, or have it in a way that's less damaging to glucose. Sure. Yeah. Oat milk isn't even that good. I don't like it. I don't so like nasty. it. I'm like, I what don't is like the it. deal? I don't know. It's I just very, can't how believe did they get it. that trend happening. Well, that campaign was just so, just the campaign yeah. of oat milk was a wild thing. It's always a wild thing when something becomes so huge yeah. like that. Yeah. But they were very smart because the way that they went to market is they gave the oat milk to just baristas and coffee shops. It was first not available in supermarkets. Wow. So that's smart, right? Because it became this thing in a coffee shop you can order oat milk. Wow. Yeah, I don't like it either. I think it's gross, but it's just my personal taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, no one get mad at me. <laughs> I'm not coming for your oat milk. <laughs> it's fine. I think people just need to know like, what the, what's in the food. There's a lot of gums probably to bind together the oats in the water, I would think. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a nod and smile at Christian Huberman. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a full, full fat dairy. Says. I'm a full fat Same, dairy kind of person. Well, that's you know. very European. I mean, I guess. What do you have? <laughs> Nut milk. Nice. Dairy milk is like puke, puke. What are you doing with my phone? Oh, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Krista just like yeah. leaned over the table and got yeah. my phone. No, I got my phone out because I wanted to read to you guys the, the, research. the results yes. of the pilot study. So Whoa. after the four weeks of the 2,700 people, from 110 countries, the might I say. Program. That's wow. Ages 20 to 90. Yeah. No. Wow. Cool. A 90-year-old? Yeah. I'm. And how, so the four weeks. Four weeks, that's it. Okay. Wow. They did exactly what's in the book. Wow. Like wow. the exact same thing. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Because this is going to blow your mind. So bear in mind, these people for four weeks, they don't cut out anything. They just add these hacks in, okay? And the rest of the time, they do whatever the fuck they want. Okay. After the end of the four weeks, 89% of people reduced their cravings. 77% of people had more energy. 67% of people were happier. 58% slept better. 58% improved their mental health. 46% improved their skin. 41% improved their diabetes. And 35% improved their hormonal health. Wow. In four weeks. Wow. Wow. That's insane, actually. Yeah, that's powerful. It's so powerful. I just, again, love what you mentioned before and just kind of hitting that home. The same with the light. It's that these are ancestral things that we've done over time that are culturally have been sort of removed from our diet. And that's what I love. I DM'd Andrew Huberman that. I'm like, I kind of need an episode that's like how are we drawing connections between what has natural, what has happened in nature over the course of history that is now being proved by science. Modern science proving ancient wisdom. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So many things. Which is the thing like the vinegar. Okay. Third week is veggie starters. Okay. Let's so talk you're about adding it. a dish of vegetables. Okay. To Love your day starter. before lunch or before dinner. Again, like the most amazing recipes. 
And in this particular week, there are so many recipes for my family members. I have like my cousins, my second cousins, my aunts, my mom's the cabbage thing. It's like reading like a family <laughs> it's like portrait. like a family recipe <laughs> yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. I think the recipes in this week are probably my favorites just because when it comes to vegetables, you have so many things you can do. And so I pulled from so many just sides of my life, inspiration. Again, super easy stuff. Six ingredients or less, including spices and shit. So like really, really simple. And the veggie starter really helps because veggies contain veggies contain um, fiber. I was like girl. I was like acetyl elements. <laughs> fiber. fiber. And so fun. <laughs> Phytonutrients too. Also yes. You were searching for the complicated. Thing. Yeah, I wanted I, to go I simple. Know. Okay. Okay. So do, we've failed every single one of those. Any guest has ever done. Let's do the uh, quiz. We failed every time. <laughs> What's my name? Jess GG in Giuseppe. Perfect. Giuseppe. Thank you. Perfect, guys. I love you guys. It's, okay, right? No, it's not. Oh, fuck. So it's in Chowspy. In Chowspy. Oh, I know it was a joke. Okay. I said it as a joke. Okay, so fiber. Why is fiber cool before a meal? So veggies contain fiber, and fiber is amazing because when we eat fiber before a meal, she's got time to make it to our stomach, then our upper intestine, and then deploy herself onto the walls of our upper intestine, forming this protective mesh, like a shield, that protects you from any glucose coming down afterwards during the meal. Mm. So you can still eat the same thing you would usually eat the rest of the meal, but just by adding this veggie starter, you're protecting your glucose levels. You're avoiding the inflammation, the aging, the roller coaster, the cravings, etc. And you're eating more than usual, and it's freaking delicious. So when people are at a restaurant and there's bread on the table, what do we ask for mm-hmm. so that we can kind of start? You like- ask for like any sides. Often yes. you'll see like the mains have sides. Yes. You can ask like for a side salad, some beans, some sautéed spinach, some cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, whatever, or just a very simple green salad. Most restaurants have okay. that. And then you keep the bread for like after, after. during the main. Yeah. Okay. And in the method, I also give lots of tips for what to do when you're at a restaurant, at work, traveling. It's not just like stay at home for four weeks and just cook and don't move anymore. Totally. You can, you know, fold it into your life. And are there certain vegetables that you would recommend over others? Or are we just saying all vegetables? All veggies. Okay. Raw, cooked, boiled, whatever. You just want to avoid like making too many super highly blended soups. Because when you blend something a lot, you're pulverizing the fiber particles. And so the fiber is less effective. Interesting. Wow, I eat soup that's like that all the time. That's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Right? Like soup is amazing. But in the context of wanting to add a veggie starter to a meal, the soup is going to be slightly less effective than the whole vegetable. Wow. Okay. Okay. And there's no difference between... Because sometimes I feel like certain vegetables, if I eat them raw over, Mm. say, a steamed or sautéed or baked... They kind of mess with my system, but that's just individual. So you mean the raw ones mess yeah. with the system? Yeah. Sometimes they're a bit harder to digest. Okay. So it's really up but to you. But it's still good for the yeah. deploying. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to deploy. <laughs> okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. 
I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. Okay. Third week we have veggies. Fourth yeah. week is walking. Movement after movement. Meals. Okay. What kind of movement? 10 when? minutes, 10 minutes after a meal. What are the benefits? What's the research? So your muscles are amazing allies on your journey to steady glucose and feeling well. So your muscles, when they contract, they need energy to do so. And the more they contract, the more energy they need. Mm -hmm. And the first place they look for energy is in glucose in your bloodstream. Glucose is your body's favorite source of energy. And so we can use this to our advantage. And the hack is after one meal a day, Use your muscles for 10 minutes. Okay, and so this might feel daunting, like, oh my God, you have to go to the gym, what's going on? No, 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 it can be very simple movement. You can go for a walk, you can clean your apartment, you can also do my new favorite thing, which is, ladies, we'll do it together now. Okay, okay put your feet on the floor, okay. do some calf raises. Okay. So you go on your tippy toes and then back down and you feel your calf muscle contracting. Yeah. And you go up and down, up and down. Soleus muscle? Yes, queen. It, it was yes. on your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned it a minute ago. <laughs> so exactly. So your calves contain the soleus muscle, which is extra talented at soaking up glucose from your bloodstream. Ooh. So you can be at work. Even if you had to eat lunch at your desk, even if you can't get up for one second, you just do this for okay. 10 minutes and that counts as your movement hack. So we're really talking simple things here that anybody can do. And as you see, the results are really astonishing. So I'm very, 
excited. So it's like calf raises underneath your desk. Yeah. Just calf raises in general. Or you can do a YouTube video. You can dance. You can yeah. go ice skating. Like whatever you want. Yeah. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Once okay. a day. I was actually curious with eating. Is there any research or studies on if you're eating food consciously or unconsciously and the yes. effects on your blood glucose levels? You're psychic. I am. Actually. I'm preparing a post on this. Okay. Wow. Yes. Mindful eating. So mindful eating means eating without looking at a screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I love eating while watching a movie or Netflix. It's mm-hmm. like my passion. <laughs> like, what are your interests? Uh, <laughs> eating while watching Netflix. into the black mirror and eating. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. So the research is showing some really interesting stuff. They took two groups of people. And all they did was they taught one group how to mindfully eat. Mm. And they didn't teach the other group. And that was it. And they followed them for a few months. The group of people who were taught to mindfully eat, therefore did it more often, saw a big improvement in their health and an improvement in their glucose levels. Because when you're mindfully eating, first of all, you're probably more aware of your body's like hunger and fullness cues. So you're probably going to be eating like an amount that is better suited to your body. And second, when you're eating mindfully, your body's like, okay, I'm eating now. Let's focus on this and let's try to make this as good of an experience as possible. Let's process the food as well as we can. So all of those nice things contribute to helping your health. Mm. I love that. Amazing. I make a commitment just one meal a day. My breakfast oh, yeah. is mindful. Wow. Good for you. Is that good? Fuck yeah. One meal? That's kind of sad. No, most people have zero meals. One out of three, though. Like, think of the... And That's the rest a lot, Krista. fucking face down on the ground. And again, <laughs> like... I right? f- but I have to force myself. I'm yeah, like... it's really hard. And I really pray hard. over my food, and I'm like putting my stevia in, and I'm like, this is magic stevia. Mm-hmm. It's bringing mm-hmm. money into my life. Yes. <laughs> Every time I, I eat it. With movement, you know, and doing exercise or 10 minutes of movement after, walking outside is something that we really love. Yes. And I love that correlates to the research on yeah. grounding something I'm really passionate about getting in nature getting our feet on the ground so what's the correlation between grounding and blood glucose levels that can be inspiration for people in week four that want to move i love grounding as well i'm obsessed especially when it's on grass and the grass is a bit wet oh Oh my gosh and it's like you sink a little bit yeah that was like childhood i know same I love that. So good. Yeah. It's the best feeling. The your best. little toes between the grass. It's like you're hydrating through your feet. Yes, <laughs> totally. So there's some pretty amazing stuff that happens when we ground. And what I'm about to say is not like, it's actually like proper science. When you ground, your nervous system connects to the Earth's nervous system. And any excess electrons move from your body into the ground, literally balancing out like your electric charge. Wow. And that has a whole bunch of positive effects on so many things in your body, but in particular on your glucose levels. So this study was done and they grounded people artificially by placing them in like a situation where there's a current going from them to the ground, whatever. It was like a scientific setting, right? And they grounded these people for like four hours. So it's way too long and you would never do that. But it was just to prove the point. And these were people who had type 2 diabetes. They were able to significantly reduce their glucose levels by I'm, it's not going to mean much to you, but by 50 milligrams per deciliter, which is huge, huge, huge reduction. Like it's wow. massive, massive, massive. Wow. And so for us, even doing this like 10 minutes once a week has big benefits. And the scientists think that this helps your glucose levels because it reduces stress in the body. It helps things move more smoothly. And glucose and stress are very linked. So the more you're experiencing stress, the higher your glucose will be. The higher your glucose will be, the more stressful it is to your body. So it becomes a sort of like vicious cycle. 
So grounding is one of the ways to break that cycle. And the extra electrons in your body, do we know what is bad about that? Well, we're electric beings, so we want a balance of positive and negative within our body. So So when you have too many, it's like too much positive charge, the negative is balanced out by the earth. Right. Because the earth is negatively charged. Thank you. So it's inflammation. Yeah. (laughs) We're electric beings. Totally. We are. Totally. That's why we we need the balance. Yeah. So earth and the sun, are there any other elements of nature like water that could be helpful or like I guess just in like movement or anything breathing like breath work breath work helps as well essentially all the things that just help the body be in better balance and more connected seem to also help with glucose because your glucose levels are almost like the pulse in your body they go up and down a lot and they impact everything but they are also impacted by everything so, you know, naturally, when you take on these sorts of practices that are just overall good for a human being, you'll see a benefit also in your glucose levels. Mm. You mentioned before we started that during the study, there was a few people who were able to get pregnant. Not that yes. that was the goal. Yes. But I'm curious what the link is to fertility. Absolutely. Infertility in females and polycystic ovarian syndrome is really increasing in prevalence, like really, really a lot. We're starting to understand that in most cases, if you have PCOS or fertility problems, it's because there's too much testosterone in a female body. So too many male sex hormones in a female body. And having excess testosterone is a direct consequence of glucose spikes that then lead to insulin levels being too high that then increase testosterone. So when we talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome, we're kind of talking about a group, like a big bag of symptoms that are just kind of grouped together and that all have that same cause of too much testosterone. So Cystic ovaries, missed periods or just no periods, balding on the head when you're female, hair growth on like the chin and the face, acne, etc. And so often when you have PCOS, you're given the birth control pill because that contains female hormones. And so that brings back the balance artificially in the body. But really, you need to look at the underlying cause if you want to fix this issue for good. And a lot of women who've been on the pill for decades, they want to have a baby. They stop the pill and then they're like, oh, my God. I don't have my period. I'm not ovulating. Like, what's going on? And so that's something I'm seeing very frequently. And in the study, three women who were in that situation of no more periods since stopping the pill, being told they would have to do IVF, well, thankfully, the universe brought them to this method and they were able to actually get pregnant, like week three and four, I think, of the method. Three people in this study. So just to show you how important it is to balance your glucose levels if you're on a journey to make sure hormones are balanced. Of course, it's not the only thing, but it's the non-negotiable foundation. If you don't have that, it's going to be really tough to solve the issue. That is powerful. The one thing I wanted to talk about too was skin and glucose, Mm because I think you've been talking a little bit about skin and glucose. So what is the relationship between having healthy, beautiful, vibrant skin and your glucose levels? Do you want to talk more about like the wrinkles and aging side or more like the acne, eczema side or both? You know it, baby. Is that funny to you? Because we're only 28 and we just (laughs) want to be People tell me that you're going to have, that I might have wrinkles at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not with the glucose hacks. Don't worry. Okay. So this is kind of funny, but from the moment you're born, you're slowly cooking like a chicken in the oven. You just, yeah, I know. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but it's, it's true. So from the moment you're born, you're slowly cooking. Then when you're fully cooked, you die. Let me explain. 
<laughs> I love this. <laughs> so when you put a chicken in the oven, it goes from pink to brown, right? It's cooked. It's also browned. And that process is called glycation. Glycation is cooking. And in the body, from the moment you're born, you're slowly glycating. You're slowly aging. You're slowly cooking. This happens in all of us. And if you look at like the cartilage of babies, it's white. If you look at the cartilage of somebody who's 100 years old, it's brown because they've actually browned. Anyway, we can't avoid the cooking. We're all chicken in the oven, but we can slow it down or speed it up. Okay. And the more glucose spikes you have, the faster that process happens, the faster you're cooking, the faster you're aging. And that shows on your skin as wrinkles, but also your organs are slowly deteriorating. And you might hear that glycation sounds like glucose. And the actual biochemical thing happening in your body is that when there's lots of glucose around, glucose bumps into other molecules and it kind of damages them. And it does what's called, it glycates the other molecules. And if glucose glycates a molecule of collagen, the collagen is then broken. And therefore, that's an impact on your skin because healthy skin needs a lot of collagen. So it's very linked. It's very cool. It's very interesting. And I know for a lot of people, that's quite motivating. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to avoid the spikes because I want to age more slowly. Yeah, the collagen connection is fascinating, actually. Yes. I wouldn't have thought about that. But you can tell. I mean, when I see people that have eat really well, and I would have thought it would have been more about the healthy fats or the fiber or the protein. But yeah, having those blood sugar spikes, even if they're not overweight or they don't have diabetes, you can kind of look at their skin and yes. tell. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of different things, right? So glucose is one aspect, not smoking, not drinking yeah. too much alcohol. Like there's, there are many aspects. Yeah. Glucose is one really helpful like prism through which to see everything and through which we can approach health in an easy, fun way. But of course it's not everything, but it is the undeniable foundation. Like you cannot have a healthy body and mind if your glucose levels are completely all over the right. face. I know on your Instagram, you were mentioning the connection between glucose, cancer, and something else that I'm like forgetting. Workouts. Exercise. Mm -hmm. Can we explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a cool, like quite early study. So it needs replication. But what scientists have found is that when you exercise very strong, like doing a HIIT workout, which is high intensity interval training, as I mentioned, your muscles need a lot of glucose for energy. And so when you have that kind of intense exercise, all the glucose in your body goes to, well, not all of it, but like a big part wow. of it goes to your muscles to feed your muscles. And that helps starve specific types of tumors that rely on glucose for energy. So that's why people are seeing that like, oh, this type of exercise through the glucose mechanism is helping people with their cancer. But again, that's not very surprising. Like we know that exercise is the number one most anti-aging thing you can do, period. Like period. If people could bottle the effect of exercise and sell that as a pill, it would be the most sold medication in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people love pills. <laughs> I want to talk about something I saw on your Instagram that I thought was fascinating was cooking and reheating starches. Uh -huh. This was... Such a good one. Because it's, it's again, cool. you're not changing what you're eating. Yeah. You're just changing the process. So tell us about that. So when you cook a starch, so starch, bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, that kind of stuff. Okay. Oats. <laughs> <laughs> so when you cook a starch and then you cool it down all the way down, 
Okay, so it can be on your counter or in your fridge, and it mm-hmm. just needs to cool all the way down. Some of the starch during the cooling process turn to something that's very similar to fiber. They kind of transform from starch to fiber. Technically, this fiber-like thing is called resistant starch. It's a different name, but it's the same thing as fiber. And so as a result, you now have, for example, sweet potato. It was a sweet potato. You cooked it. You cooled it. Now it's a sweet potato with extra fiber in it. So smaller glucose spike. And then after it's cooled down, you can reheat it, recool it as many times as you want. No problem. It's still going to retain those helpful properties of that resistant starch. So very cool, especially if you do like batch cooking or you have leftovers for breakfast. My favorite breakfast. Yeah, it's really simple, really amazing. Wow. Wow. So when I'm eating like my cold dinner from the night before. You're like doing great, fridge. girl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's more reason to eat leftovers, y'all. Yes. Uh-huh. Leftovers for breakfast is my number one favorite breakfast. What's your favorite leftover? Cauliflower. I'm oh, a massive cauliflower fan. Or Indian food leftover I love as well. Ooh. What do you In get the morning, what kind of Indian food? I get butter chicken. I get the sag paneer, the spinach with the cheese, mm. and then rice. And then in the morning, I put it in a pan, I reheat it, and then I crack some eggs in it. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's so good. That is freaking Yeah, that's real bomb. good. Real good. That is real good. That's fascinating. I'll never forget that fact. Yay. Do we think we covered the four-week flow? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. To review. Savory breakfast. Vinegar. Adding in vinegar. Veggie starter. Veggie starter. And movement. Movement. The fast track to your new life. That's how I want people to experience this. It's wow. me moving in with you, fast tracking you to something you've been wanting to do forever. And that was just difficult to start. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. And we're all starting together on May 22nd. Oh, amazing. oh, really? Mm-hmm. Party time. Party Great. time. Everybody in your community? Monday, May 22nd. Yes. Well, everybody who gets the book, essentially. Did oh anyone that did the study, were they kids? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Any kids? Well, that's a good one. Oh, good probably, question. Probably not, but like, um, I'd be so curious. I actually excluded anybody who was under 20 just for my particular pilot experiment sure. purposes. But a lot of people told me that while they were doing the method, they started giving like the veggie starter to their kids. There's one veggie starter recipe with radishes with dill and yogurt, and it's really, really good. And a lot of moms reached out and were like, my kids love this veggie starter. So, oh. yes, do it with your family. Yeah, do it with the family. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would be the benefit of a child having healthy blood glucose levels? Okay, so this is a topic I want to go into. Yeah. I haven't done all the research yet, but from what I've learned so far, it's very beneficial. I'm sure. On growth, on brain, on tantrums, on mood, on sleep, on everything. I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'll see children and they're like eating like a bag of gummy bears, just like freaking out. And you're like, Mm. of course, their brain is like absolutely absorbing all of that and the artificial color. I think they've also done studies on children with autism and sugar intake Mm -hmm. and just how that's either helped or hindered their symptoms, the severity. Wow. So that's the next chapter at some point. Yeah, that would be amazing. Glucose kiddo no it has glucose. to be a g glucose gnomes i uh, know <laughs> googly gats <laughs> glucose gnomes i love it <laughs> and they could have little gnome merch <laughs> they're like little gnomes glucose giggles oh yeah, glucose or something gigglers. something like that glucose, glucose Good. i mean we need to get you into schools i mean glucose yeah. girls that's cute yeah glucose girls is cute but then glucose girls and G-U-R-L-Z. Yeah. 
the glucose girls. Gangs. Yeah, the glucose girls gang. All great I get, I get 10% of that. <laughs> I get 10% of that. Since I met you, Crystal, you're like, that's my idea, but I get 10%. I know, honestly, because I know what you're doing behind the scenes, and I want 10% of it. <laughs> Damn it. We love you so much. Oh, I'm I love so you so excited you. about this. I just am so grateful to know you, and I'm so inspired by you, and I just... <laughs> and my last question is you're dying today what do you want to tell us oh shut up <laughs> bite your tongue that's horrible like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah bite your tongue bite your tongue so i don't actually die no oh really well so biting your tongue tells the universe like you didn't mean it oh that's a good one okay punch yourself in the face <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay last question what's your wish for everyone that gets the book that they open it and they're like wow love ease i can fucking do this i'm a boss i got this yeah. just like wanting to dive right in and you'll notice there's so many things in this book that i did specifically so you get that feeling so to give you another example in the recipes there's little bullet points with each step and in each bullet point the actual ingredient you need for that step is bolded so that really quickly you can see okay first step i need onions and spinach right i just want everything to be super freaking simple it's not a complicated cookbook it's just like literally your fast track guide not complicated it. super super simple do you want them to succeed absolutely you feel really good absolutely I love it congratulations absolutely. baby the book i'll join the group on the 22nd yes me too the glucose goddess method is the book we're so excited make sure you get it. it's out now this episode is mm -hmm. right around that time it's happening glucose goddess on instagram our first episode you can listen to search glucose goddess almost 30 podcast one of my favorites mm -hmm. and we love you so much thank you so much jesse we love you so much glucosegoddess.com glucose goddess on instagram to find more about her and the book is the glucose goddess method we love you guys thank you for listening to almost 30 if your og's been with us for seven years holy cow thank we you. you we love you and if you're new make sure you're subscribed and please send this episode or any others that you love to a friend a family member it's a great way to start a conversation but just stay well until next time, y'all. Yeah. We love you so much. Ta-ta. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Later. World.